What's up, everybody? How y'all doing out there? You are listening to the Chuck and Ruck Show. I'm your host, Chuck. Got a few things to get to today. There's been some some pretty interesting news going on as of late. And we are going to start with Beast Mode. Yes, that Beast Mode, Mr. Marshawn Lynch. Crowd silent now, as opposed to when the Saints have the ball. Oh, look at this run. What a run. Marshawn Lynch. Still on his feet. Has blockers now. He's dancing his way. Mr. Earthquake himself. I'll never forget that run against um, the New Orleans Saints. I remember watching it with my brother and a couple of his friends. And I was the only one that said, man, Seattle has a good team. Because at that time, if you remember, New Orleans was setting all type of records. And then no one thought that any way that Seattle would be able to beat them. And when he made that run, I remember that. That's one of the greatest runs I've ever seen. Of course, next to Barry Sanders. And Marshall Falk had a few in my lifetime as well. It's been a lot of great running backs. But that one, that one was special because of the playoffs and the team they were up against. True David and Goliath story right there, but Mr. Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch, has recently been arrested in Las Vegas, charged with um, four different things, including failure to drive in lane, unregistered vehicle, failure to surrender, and the biggest is a DUI. According to TMZ, some people who spotted Marshawn Lynch driving, I guess he was really drunk. He was driving on a curve and having a tough time operating the vehicle. So, you know, it was just good. No one was injured, but this isn't his first time in this type of situation. You know, I know he's a lovable guy quotable character you know everyone everyone loves Marshawn Lynch but it's beginning to look like maybe he has a alcohol problem you know I hope he takes this time and gets himself together you know joins some AA meetings or goes to a rehab or Al-Anon clinic or whatever it may be but you know this this isn't the first time, and you should never get behind the wheel of a vehicle, you know, intoxicated or high or, or anything, but, you know, you can you can seriously hurt and kill somebody. You know, that's a dangerous, a dangerous weapon, driving a vehicle under the influence. So us over here from the Chuck and Ruck Show, Beast Mode, we love you, big dog, and we hope you get yourself together. You know, if you do have a drinking problem, you know, just don't be afraid to admit it and and seek proper help. I know nowadays it's more acceptable to get help when you're dealing with things mentally. 
to seek out professional advice and guidance, but you know, there's still that population of people who won't do those things for themselves. Like if if the, a lot of people feel if there's nothing wrong with you physically that you're okay, but you know, a lot of times mentally it can be depression or anxiety or hosting a host of other mental issues that we're dealing with and we turn to substance abuse and things like that to try to numb the pain or self-medicate so we hope you beast mode that you get yourself together man and just come back better than ever you know i know recently he just signed a um like an endorsement type deal with um with the Seattle Seahawks. They said he would be special correspondent to the team where he would be responsible for producing creative content for a variety of their projects. So hopefully this doesn't interfere and, and cost them cost them that bag or like or beast or like Beast Mode likes to say himself them chickens. <laughs> Look, I'll say like this, though, right? It's a vulnerable time for a lot of these young dudes, you feel me? They don't be taking care of their chicken right, you feel me? So if it was me or if I had an opportunity to let these little uh, young sahibs know something, i say take care of y'all money, African, because it don't last forever. Now, I done been on the other side of a retirement, and it's good when you get over there and you can do what you want to. So... I tell y'all right now while y'all in it, take care of y'all bread. So when y'all done, you go ahead and take care of yourself. So while y'all at it right now, take care of y'all bodies. You know what I mean? Don't take care of y'all chicken. You feel me? Don't take care of y'all mentals. Cause look, we ain't lasting that long. Um, you know, I had a couple of players that I played with that, you know what I mean? They no longer here no more. They no longer. So, I mean, you feel me? Start taking care of y'all mentals, y'all bodies and y'all chicken for when y'all you know, ready to walk away, you walk away and you be able to do what you want to do. But I appreciate it. Thank y'all. I have a good day. But yeah, man, we we just hope you get yourself together and um, that this doesn't happen again. You know, we don't want to see you hurt someone or um, end up hurting yourself out there in these streets, man. You know, if you are dealing with mental mental health issues, Talk to someone. Don't be afraid. You know, go find you someone, a, a professional in that field. I'm pretty sure they can talk to you and get you together. You know, I've personally dealt with um, with um, mental health issues myself, and I I had to gather enough courage to ask for help. So I know it's not easy, but it can be done. Moving along to some other big news today happening in the world of the NFL. Mr. Sean McVay, the youngest coach in the NFL, has signed an extension with the Los Angeles Rams. It's, it's crazy to think because he's quite possibly the best coach in football. I would say he's up there with maybe Andy Reid and 
Papa Bill Belichick. But um, but yeah, the guy he's younger than me, and he's, you know, he's an awesome coach, great motivator. Don't forget he had Jared Goff looking like a superstar. You know, Jared Goff he, he's no bum. You can surely do worse than him, but you know, thanks to Sean McVay and his and his football prowess, he had Jared Goff looking and earning top quarterback pay. Now, some things about McVay that I find interesting since he started coaching, I believe back in 2017, he has the third most wins. During that same time span, he has the third highest scoring offense at 27 and a half points a game. And he also has um, the seventh He's given up the seventh least amount of points since 2017 at 21 and a half. Like this guy, he's in the he's in the top ten on offense and defense. So they really had no choice to really pay him because word is Amazon was trying to lure him away from football and get him calling games. It was reported that they offered him. One hundred million dollars over five years. Now that's that's a lot of bread to call games, but he's still a young man. Like I said, he's only thirty six, so he presumably he has a lot of time to eventually go to coaching. You know, he may go the John Madden route where he coached for all those years and then he, you know, became one of the most iconic football announcers of all time you know like I said he's very young and you know that opportunity to call games is going to be there but something else interesting since since he's been a head coach in the NFL he's won 68 percent of his games that's amazing that's like almost guarantee that he's going to win every single Sunday he steps on the field. So he's definitely worth it. Now, the numbers for the contract haven't been finalized or at least made public as of yet, but it's rumored that his contract is going to be between 15 to $18 million annually. I know this year he's scheduled to make eight and a half, so fifteen to eighteen million. That's that sounds about right for um, a coach of his caliber, because he can be doing this for a long time. It can be another two or three decades where this guy could be leading the football team. He's um he's definitely a a, a trendsetter. A lot of um. NFL teams, well, the NFL in general, it's like a monkey see, monkey do type league. You know, like um, like the Minnesota Vikings and Cincinnati Bengals. I know they they went out and got some young hotshot college coaches, and um, Kevin O'Connell and um, Zach Taylor, respectively. You know, these are um. 
this is a trend in the NFL that's going on right now. Teams are trying to get younger coaches and get these younger guys a an opportunity to prove themselves. And and I like it. You know, I don't necessarily like all the time where you keep getting the same guys, the same retreads over and over and over, and people aren't given opportunities. Now, I would say, you know, me being a black man, that I would like to see more African-American head coaches in the NFL. But we have some, and I think um, I think it's going to continue to rise. You know, no one's as progressive as the NBA. I believe 50% of their coaches are black men. So I believe um, NFL, they'll get there eventually hiring the um, more black coaches. But the biggest news of the day is one Mr. Kevin Durant. You remember shortly after the season, he came out and said he wanted to be traded. It was a coincidence that he came out with that um, trade demand Shortly after Kyrie re-upped and opted into his contract, and he came out and said he wanted to be traded. And I guess everyone thought, including myself, that maybe he just was sick of playing with Kyrie Irving. But that doesn't look like the case now. It was reported that he said either trade him or get rid of the combination of Steve Nash and Sean Marks. Of course, Nash is the coach and Sean Marks is the GM. You know, that's... I don't think that's anything new that a player wants a new head coach. Heck, it seemed like LeBron was getting coaches fired left and right, but it would never leak to this magnitude. Like, I believe someone in the Nets organization is leaking this, but I don't understand why, because it could quite possibly be hurting their their trade leverage with other teams. I mean, first of all, Durant, I believe he's going to be 34 at the start of the next season. Like, he's been hurt a lot recently, um, has a recent injury history, and, you know, he's, he's getting up there in age, so... I would think that they would be trying to get as much as they could, but instead it looks like, from my perspective, that they're trying to make Kevin Durant look bad, like a bad guy. You know, I don't particularly like what he's doing, but, you know, he is a superstar. That's what superstar NBA players, that's what they're able to do. You know, to compare it to the NFL, like, the NBA is run by the players. The NBA Players Association seems like it has all the leverage. But in contrast, in football, the the owners seem to run that league. That's why Deshaun Watson is dealing with his situation. Now, I don't want to put it on anybody else because he, he at least has some part in what was alleged against him because he they said he Deshaun Watson that he apologized to some lady after leaving her 
leaving their massage. So he has some responsibility. It may not be to the extent that it's portrayed, but he's he did something. I truly believe. But back to Durant, the NBA has the leverage. The um the players have the leverage and I don't think it's no different that NBA players call the shots. But why would the Nets leak that? I mean, I don't know if I would do it, but at the same time, Steve Nash, he's a he's just a young coach. He hasn't proven anything. You know, one of the greatest point guards of all time. He has sick handles, great jump shot, excellent court vision, but he hasn't proven anything in the coaching ranks. His first coaching gig, an NBA coach, coaching two of the biggest prima donnas in the, in the league. So, I believe the Nets, they probably just want to wash their hands of Kyrie and Durant and just and just start over. And making a move like getting rid of those two guys, it can ruin your franchise for a long time if you don't get back adequate pieces including young young talented players and and high draft picks now i know um they say a couple teams are in the running including the miami heat the toronto raptors and the boston celtics it's rumored that Boston offered Jalen Brown, Derek White, and a draft pick. Now, I like Jalen Brown a lot. I think he's a really, really, really good player. He's no superstar, no Durant. Don't get that twisted. Derek White's pretty good. You know, I think he can play meaningful minutes off your bench for a contender. But... I heard the Nets wanted Marcus Smart as well. Now Marcus Smart is good. He's a good defender, defend, defensive player of the year. But if you're trying to get Durant and you let Marcus Smart hold you up, I think something's wrong with you. You know, Durant, he's a he's an all-time great. And Marcus Smart, he's just a good player in the league right now. And if Boston was able to get Durant, I think they would be a good team. You know, even though I believe they got kind of lucky last year when, um, especially against um, the Milwaukee Bucks because they weren't whole. If, um, if, if Milwaukee comes back healthy with all their guys in shape and ready to play, I think they, they have a chance of, of winning it again because they they're a well-built team you know great perimeter scoring excellent defense and rebounding got guys that can create their own shots so i think milwaukee's going to be a team you got to deal with and in boston they're looking like the is their missing piece which he may be but at the same time if you really want this guy, don't let Marcus Smart hold you up. You know, this is no shade at Marcus Smart or no, you know, no hating on Marcus Smart. But let's get real. Durant, you got a chance to give Durant and you don't want to give up Marcus Smart?
that's not smart <laughs> pun intended but um but yeah boston they just signed malcolm brogdon i think he can he can feel that role maybe not as good defensively as marcus smart but offensively he's a lot better he's um he has decent court vision you know i, I like Mark, malcolm brogdon you know i hope um I just hope this situation gets hammered out soon, so at least by the start of the season, because me being a fan, I get kind of sick of all the side stories, and I just want to watch the games and enjoy it for what it is. It seems like, you know, it's always something drama going on. I just wish players would nowadays would just, just play. I mean, not shut up and dribble. I know that these guys have power and they have causes that they care about and things like that. But on the court, you know, I, I want to see great play. And I want you to be known more for your play than, than the offseason moves you make. But the um, Nets owner, Joseph Sy. He came out and um, recently tweeted that he's going to do what's in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets and not necessarily for for the individual players. You know, that's a, that's a strong stance he's taking. You know, I know Mr. Joseph Sy, he's a smart man, graduated from Yale Law School where he got his Juris Doctorate degree. Um, guy, he's... um part owner of Alibaba has a net worth of almost nine billion dollars so he's an intelligent guy and he's probably pretty stubborn so you know I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Durant starts out starts out the year in Brooklyn and the Nets try to get you know see if they can get more maybe a team gets even more desperate the closer we get to the NBA training camp or during the um, trade deadline, you know, maybe a team like a Boston or a Toronto or a Miami or even a Phoenix is willing to push all their chips to the center of the table to try to lure lure Durant to their team. You know, this is um this is going to be interesting. I'm just I'll just be happy when the situation is taken care of and you know we can get back to get back to basketball like it should be but um but yeah I want to thank you all for checking us out on this lovely day be sure to check back with us daily seven days a week brand new podcast I don't know any let alone any sports podcast, but any podcast, period, bringing you new content seven days a week. That's what we're going to continue to do here at the Chuck and Ruck Show. I am your host, Chuck, and we will see you next time. <laughs>